0: The following is a production of differentbrains.com. Hi, I'm Dr. Hackey Reitman. Welcome to another episode of Exploring Different Brains. And for this episode, we're going to talk about bipolar disorder. And we have none other than my friend, Dr. Lori Butts, the outgoing president of the Florida Psychological Association and the head of the Clinical and Forensic Institute, Dr. Lori Butts. Welcome. Thank you for having me. Lori, first introduce yourself to our audience so they know more about you. Uh, I'm Lori Butts. I'm
1: a psychologist and an attorney. I'm licensed as a psychologist in both Florida and Colorado. I mainly practice as a forensic and clinical psychologist. So I evaluate people, um, and I treat people. It's so a kind of basic way to explain what I do.
0: Please explain to our audience exactly what bipolar disorder is.
1: Bipolar disorder is a, a mood disorder. So um, it, it's, a, it's a genetic disorder, a mental illness, that affects people's moods where sometimes they feel very, very depressed, and sometimes they have these episodes of mania. Mania is a um, high-energy feeling like um, you're on top of the world. People tend to spend a lot of money that they don't have. They do impulsive behaviors during a manic phase. During a depressed phase, they're very depressed, hard to get out of bed, um, having thoughts about not wanting to live, things like that.
0: I uh, have, I've been accused of being hypomanic. Right. The late great Dr. John Spencer, who you worked with extensively, told me that I was hypomanic. And when I looked it up, I said... (laughs) You know, you're right, and I like hanging around hypomanic people. We're, like, delusional. We think we can do anything, and we get all excited about it, and we laugh about a lot of stuff, and we make no sense. What did I leave out?
1: Well, with hypomania, it's actually, if you can keep it under control, it actually serves a good function. So we know that a lot of successful people tend to be hypomanic because they have less energy, their brains work faster, um, they're personable, um, so CEOs of companies, people that are successful, tend to have that little extra edge um, where they don't require as much sleep as other people. They can multitask. They can get things done. But they're also a pleasure to be around like yourself. <laughs> but sometimes, you know, it, so it's all in balance. So um, so when it's in balance, it's, it can be a positive thing where it makes you have confidence and feel like you can... Um, you can do whatever. It gives you that extra boost. Sometimes in bipolar disorder and mania, it goes off the rails where um, it's it can become delusional, seriously delusional, really impact um, people's lives, call, cause people to go bankrupt because they feel like they have this uh, uh, um, uh, never-ceasing amount of money. So again... It, you know, we talk a lot about spectrums. So on, on spectrum, on the spectrum, it's whether or not um, that is causing a problem in someone's life.
0: So when we talk about bipolar, we're talking about extremes this way and extremes that way. Correct. Okay. How does it fit into the broader category of mood disorders? In other words, where is it on the pecking order? And give us some examples of other mood disorders.
1: So bipolar disorder would probably be one of the most uh, um, insidious mood disorders, um, meaning it, it it causes a significant amount of impairment um, when people have these mood swings and they have these problems. Other types of mood disorders would be depression. So depression is part of bipolar disorder, but people that have depression, they don't have that mania. They don't. They don't experience that. Um, so, and there's, there's a, a a type of mood disorder where there's kind of a this underlying depressive belief system that doesn't rise to the level of depression, but is kind of always there, where somebody just is. Maybe you would recognize them as somebody who's very pessimistic, always seeing the negative, feeling like the world's against them, um, and that would be another type of mood disorder. So bipolar disorder uh, is... It it causes more um, hospitalizations, more um, interference in somebody's life um, than other... Than other disorders, I mean, depression's up there as well.
0: It's sure. pretty significant. And how do we treat it once we diagnose it?
1: So bipolar disorder is actually a highly treatable disorder. Um, we have good medications. I'm not a psychiatrist, but there are good mood stabilizer medications that, that remediate bipolar disorder to the point where um, someone may not appear symptomatic if they take their medication. The problem with bipolar disorder is once somebody gets on medication and they feel good, like a lot of other diabetes, I mean, we can go through the whole list of disorders that people have. Once they feel that it's under control, they stop taking their medication. And once they stop taking their medication, it's called they cycle back into the disorder, whether they can get depressed or whether they have a manic episode. So the problem with bipolar disorder is keeping people stable we can we can treat it really well with medication and with um, therapy Um, and that's where the psychologists come in to to remind the person that they do have this disorder and they need to take their medication on a long-term basis and support them while they're taking their medication so that they this is part of you know you you help make the person understand that this is part of their life this is part of their daily routine. And they need to take the medication just as somebody with diabetes needs to take medication somebody with high blood pressure, those types of... It, it's it's a treatable disorder. Are
0: there any kinds of entities that get confused with bipolar disorder?
1: Sure. There, I, there's personality disorders that get confused with bipolar disorder. And certainly depression and hypomania um, can be confused with bipolar disorder. Um there are, you know, schizophrenia can be confused with bipolar disorder, or just people with high energy. They may have high energy, be um, uh, very uh, driven. Um, some people don't require a lot of sleep and they don't have hypomania. Um, so uh, it, it, the most confusing, the two disorders that get confused the most are borderline personality disorder And
0: bipolar disorder. When you just described how bipolar can be treated successfully with a combination of medications on the one hand in balance with therapy, this sounds like the perfect kind of thing that we hope that psychologists and psychiatrists are working together on. Could you comment on?
1: It's, it's, it's so important for psychiatry and psychology to be working together with people with major mental illness, especially with bipolar disorder, because psychiatry has a mood uh, stabilizing medication, works very well with people with bipolar disorder, and psychologists help maintain that person during the periods of time where they're stable or where they're not stable, where they need to remind them to take their medication or maybe something needs to be adjusted. So the psychologist can, on a weekly or monthly basis, monitor how the person is doing, see what's going on, see if they're becoming symptomatic and need to go back to the psychiatrist. So a treatment team approach is really essential and so helpful for, for. The is it more lines. prevalent
0: in males or females?
1: Oh, I don't know. Um, I I don't I don't I don't know. I don't know the prevalence about that. I know that the prevalence rate for bipolar disorder in the U.S. is 2.5 percent, um, but I don't know if there's a difference.
0: 2.5 percent of all of us have bipolar disorder. That's a big number. That's a big number. What's the biggest thing our audience and someone like me might not know about bipolar.
1: I think what people might not know about bipolar disorder is how treatable it is. I think that that is the biggest thing. I think that um, people need to know that it's a treatable condition. People can live their entire lives being stable and having, um, seeing a psychiatrist regularly and have successful lives even, even when being diagnosed
0: with bipolar disorder. And I want you all out there to please understand That's why we have to get rid of the stigma. Here's a perfect example of something that's perfectly treatable, and yet people are afraid to even mention to somebody they have it. They'll be discriminated against in school, at work, and in society in general. We've gotta get rid of the stigma. And if one of our friends, if we know about it, is off their meds, help get them back on their meds. Same as you would if you had a friend who was diabetic and didn't take their insulin and was getting a little wacky. So, you know, bear that in mind, that's what we're trying to do here. If anybody in our audience has just been diagnosed with bipolar and they're afraid of what it means, you've already told them it's very treatable, what else might you say to them to encourage them?
1: I think getting getting a team involved, a, a psychiatrist, a psychologist involved, Getting family members involved, getting educated. Um, again, this is a genetic disorder, so there's a high likelihood that somebody in the family also has bipolar disorder. Um, so this, you know, you see it generationally that maybe somebody had a substance abuse problem and was never diagnosed with bipolar disorder or. The aunt was eccentric, and she probably had bipolar disorder, so um, it, it's, it's a time for the family to be supportive, to not be scared, to understand that it's treatable. It's not just, it, it, I have to explain this, it's not just manageable, it's treatable. Bipolar disorder, there is hope for a successful, happy life, and, um, and mental health professionals are there to, to assist at all times.
0: And this, this, again, is another example of where, as our friend Temple Grandin says about medications, where there should be a balance between medication and behavioral. Right. And what we're finding, especially in today's day and age of uh, everything being partisan, is that you're either in the medical camp or you're in the non-medical camp. And it's no, 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 no. We want whatever can help the individual in proper balance, not to be abused. And the balance you've heard here today from Dr. Lori Butts is a perfect example of how we can all benefit from this, in this case with bipolar disorder.
1: I think you're exactly right. I, I, it's It's very important that not only somebody takes the medication, but also gets the support and assistance for understanding the disorder, understanding when they're starting to have symptoms, understanding how it impacts their lives and how to manage those symptoms and how to reach out to get assistance when they need it.
0: Lori, if someone in our audience wants to get in touch with you, how do they do that?
1: They can go to my website, which is cfiexperts.com. It's the Clinical and Forensic Institute.
0: Dr. Lori Butts, thank you for speaking us to Dr. Laurie Butts. Thank you for speaking with us today. Always a pleasure to see you, Lori. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me, Hecky. It's a pleasure. For more information, visit us at differentbrains.com.